0: Hey, Flight fans, GM as always, Dwayne here. My pronouns are he and him. This episode of Flight Risk
1: stars... Hello, my name is Velvet Divine, Faye Fair, and I'll be playing Anarchy Fortuna, she, her, the Twilight Tinkerer. I'm Mark,
2: my pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Aaron Windstalker, Seeker Pathfinder, Warrior, Steel Hand Adept, and his pronouns are he, him. Hello, my
3: name is Doug Eberhardt, he, him, and tonight I'm going to be playing Traj Azros, she, her, and Traj is a Deathmirian, uh warrior with a specialization steel hand. Let's buckle up. It's time for
0: another Flight Risk episode. have this uh you know two footish tall little black purple on your shoulders as you guys continue to ride now the stories that you've been told traj of salomar there you go Sal, sorry you know that this tomb of salomar is supposed to be across a great valley and in the depth of the valley there is kind of a cave at the base of a river and you've been in these woods for quite a while and you've never been off of Dathomir, correct? No. Okay. So do you go, how often do you, does Traj explore away from the clan? Are you like, are you and Aaron constantly exploring Dathomir? Do you guys more stay in your clan's area?
3: I think Traj has done a lot of exploring, um, and has probably taken Aaron on quite a bit, but Traj has been exploring, I think her entire life. Okay. Um, so a b- knows a bit more than Aaron, but, uh, right. I think that they both have been around the planet exploring, communing with the, you know, uh, great natural, um, what's the word monuments and whatnot. Horse god. Okay. This mm-hmm. is the horse god. <laughs> <laughs> the horse goddess. Trying
0: to make the horse goddess proud. Okay. So exactly. as, as you are going, you know that Traj, maybe by looking up at the stars, maybe just by knowing the terrain, you know that you are getting closer to what is known as the Dreaming River. And this is uh this would be the area of the Dreaming River clan, a another clan of knights, night witches or I guess Dathomery, witches. I'm not, is every force user on Dathomir a night sister, or are they just witches? Is that two separate things? It's like, is this like a square rectangle situation?
2: What do you think, Mark? Um, well, some of the night brothers were force users. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think in Clone Wars, we just see such a small corner of Dathomery that it's impossible to know everything about the place. Okay. Like the way that they do things there might be completely different than the way they do things in like the Southern hemisphere on the opposite side of the world or something like that. Mm. But mm. in that we pretty much see the dominant night sisters all with force abilities. And then the subservient night brothers,
3: some with force abilities. I think the night brothers are chosen and the night sisters are a coven that is like perpetual, Based on their like magic. Okay. All but right. So we
0: can no, do whatever no, I, we want. Yeah. Wherever. Of course. Exactly. No, no, no. I, no, I, no. I, I did,
3: well, I like, you know,
0: my, my philosophy is I, I take where the canon or the established starts and then we just kind of go that direction away <laughs> from it. I just, you know, I was curious. So you know that you are getting close to the Dreaming River. And this surprised you because the Dreaming River is usually a multi-day ride from um, your clan, the clan Blazing Cliff that you've traveled two days worth of riding in less than a quarter of a day
3: somehow through these woods. Huh? (laughs) This, this makes no sense. We've, we've traveled days worth of distance in, but two days. We're on the cusp of reaching the Sisters of the Dreaming River. Uh, I don't understand how this is possible. I've made this trek many times and never experienced it in this short of a time. Something about our path, our journey, seems amiss, mysterious. I can't explain it. Aaron, Maybe
1: the little guys just showed you a shortcut.
3: Was it a shortcut or was it
2: something else? He runs a hand over his head and uh, how many days worth of stubble is there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I would say it's it's the same as you started the morning with. I mean, I, I don't know if the Windstalkers are an, a prodigious hair growing family. You know, maybe, maybe you me, so. Yes. <laughs> so I would say, like, just checking, like, the length of your beard or your your uh-huh. hair on your head or whatever. That this is like where you're. This is normal. This is where you would this be is... at at four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> or whatever. That's How he tells the time?
2: Danish yeah. doubles on his head. That's an old weak trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. So you people have mapped this out. This is uh, not, is it not possible? Or did we just bypass the, uh, the screaming stream and the, uh, forest of despair.
3: We did indeed bypass them. I can't explain it. Well, normally we have to
2: take that way that goes around the, the, uh, Chilling cliffs of woe. Did we find some sort of
3: shortcut thanks to the purbles? Perhaps the purbles have offered some kind of assistance to us despite their weakness and unintelligence and... Listen here. Weakness is not necessarily weakness.
2: I know this because I'm from weak. (laughs)
0: I can only imagine that Aaron makes that same joke at least once a week.
1: <laughs> once <least>. a week,
3: <laughs> 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 my weekly
2: week joke.
0: Um, it started. It started out as a daily thing, but somehow Traj has got him to back it up to at least once a week only. So it kind of. It's a out. better
2: joke if it's once
3: a week.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's your day. That's your weekly allowance for that joke, Aaron. Now, please. <laughs> Only helpful criticism and ideas. Well, we're we'll be we'll be there soon enough. Prepare yourselves. So
0: you guys continue to ride or walk as it were, and as you get closer to the where should be the clan of the death, the dreaming river clan, the the witches. Uh, what is that? What does their home look like? We know that the Clan um, Blazing Fish are have huts on the ground, and then the very badass punching your house into a wall thing that they do. Uh, Anarchy. What is the Dreaming River Clan? What is their what do their homes normally look like?
1: I mean, they're along the river, so I imagine it's almost like those little, like lake towns or something on stilts. I'm thinking of where the Donkey Kongs live. <laughs> okay
0: all right now we're in donkey kong country i like it write down we, we've giant been in gorilla. donkey
1: kong country <laughs> we've never not been in donkey kong country
0: <laughs> <laughs> very very true all right so we have yeah this this river um i'm a picturing it very wide like like the mississippi like the nile it's a very large yeah. powerful river and there are some Uh, simple huts, maybe on the more, the shore, but there, are definitely some of more, the established larger homes on those stilts raised up. Um, I like the idea of those that live on the actual river, just like in clan blazing fist, those that punch their, their home into the wall. These, they live on the river closer to their, their connection to the aether as well. How many, how large is uh clan dreaming river,
3: uh, Doug? I think that I'm very bad with numbers, usually way overshooting or way undershooting. Let's say uh, 200.
0: Okay. 200. I'm not going to say no to anything you say. So that works for me. Long so it's like, like a
3: it's, million. <laughs> it's big, but it's like a, it's a community. So, you know, mm-hmm. 50 children, 50 elders, 100 in between, all like practicing their arts and refining them. You know,
1: okay.
3: 20 of them are artisans, 20 of them are farmers. Uh, it's okay. all kind of like equally distributed. All right. Very cool. Mark, who is the leader of
0: the Dreamy River clan? Uh, Mother Cora. All right, so you guys are coming down uh, closer to the Dreaming River Clan. You see the small huts. You see the ones up on the stilted legs. And you know that this clan is 200 strong. And there's usually someone always about either fishing the river, fixing houses. And there's generally something going on. It's the middle of the afternoon. There should be activity. And as you guys get closer there's nothing. There's no sound. There's no one moving about. There's just the three, well, now four of you with, with a little talk-talk. So, the four of you come up to the clan, to their homes and you see no one about. It is ghost town.
3: This is This is most unusual. There should be lights. There should be people. Stay on your guard. Where could they have all gone? I'm not sure.
0: So as you continue to approach, I picture like these houses and huts and things are kind of enclosed. They're not like open, like camping tents. So if you wanted to explore inside of them, you could, but outside there is no one about, if you wanted to go into one again, that's between you and the (laughs) force.
1: I'm definitely breaking into people's houses.
2: <laughs>
0: Are we in the ones
2: on the river or adjacent to the river?
0: I would say you got, unless you guys wade or take a boat or something to get okay. onto the There's ones, no, like bridge. Okay. I would say, no, they, I, I like the idea of them either using their ability to get to their homes, mm-hmm. kind of like the same way blazing Clan punches holes to make their yeah. home. You only get to the house. If you have the control of the force to get to one of these houses. Yeah. not saying you guys don't can't use your own abilities to get across using earth or whatever you guys can do that, but yeah, there would be some on there, but the younger ones or maybe even the older ones as well, who don't have that same strong connection would be living in the huts along the coastline with you guys or where you guys are.
2: I think Aaron dismounts and peeks in homes as they go. Nothing that's closed up, but if he can look at a window and see if anybody's in there, he does.
0: Sure. So as you guys start to explore, you see that everyone is in their homes. They are either sitting in kind of like a meditative state, like legs crossed, kind of just sitting there, eyes
3: closed. This isn't normal, is it, Draj? I don't know much of their traditions and practices we a
1: key.
3: perhaps they're dreaming i mean they're they are the dreaming river we are different in our ways
1: can if, i do like a zymology check and see like if their muscles are taut like does this look like relaxed and autonomous or does it look like something's keeping them there
0: oh if they're doing this like they're relaxed or they're like paralyzed yeah Xenology uh, uh, or medicine, because if you were looking for the signs of a paralytic, that would be a, a, it could also be a medicine check. Either one I'd, I'd be down for.
1: Cool. I'll go medicine then. How many perps?
0: Um, that depends. Are you going actually into the homes to look at the people? Or are you trying to eyeball them from outside?
1: Uh, eyeball them from outside.
0: Sure. Um, I'll say uh, three with one block because you're doing it from a distance. So, uh, yeah, you don't... The body is not under distress. It's basically like someone just sitting there, fell asleep,
1: sitting up. There's no somatic signs of distress, so I don't think they're... looks like they're doing this of their own volition.
0: The thing I'm looking for... What happens when you have it's
1: 27 times? Is this, like, a mandatory 20 minutes of shit the hell up?
2: <laughs> I think that only happens on Tuesdays. Is that is just not Tuesday? Me. <laughs> he checks the length of his stubble.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, as you explore, there's more of just people just sitting in quiet, kind of like meditation. Now I mean, do you try to wake them up or are you still just looking at people through windows? I don't want to take agency from you.
2: Um I don't think. I don't think Aaron would go out of his way to wake anybody up yeah they're they're doing their thing we do have to pass through here but um, maybe we can do it without disturbing whatever they're doing
0: okay so you guys are just gonna just quietly walk through respectfully to the through the village yeah
2: okay what about so, anarchy and trash though
1: I mean I'm walking through but not respectfully I'm like peeking <laughs> my head in every window
2: yeah
0: I figured <laughs> All right. So you guys, as you walk, you guys can see the largest of the stilted huts that's in the middle of the river. And that would be the home of Mother Cora. And as you walk by it, you see it's a faint glow that same familiar ichor Icor, whatever tomato tomato um coloring that you guys get when you see the force being manipulated in some way and that's out on out on the water that's uh kind of like like if she had a window or through the gaps of like if it's a hut you know they're not sealed mm-hmm. you just know it's a glowing either through an opening in a
3: door or an opening in a, a roof slit as it were other cora must be Practicing her magics, it's best if we don't disturb, but with the state of Dreaming River, perhaps we should check in. Is it possible that they're all
2: assisting in Mother Korra's magic?
3: Nothing is impossible, my apprentice. Well observed. Aaron's a little upset because
2: he always forgets to say "my apprentice" <laughs> when he's talking to Trudge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Let me have you guys do a just do a regular perception check against uh, two purple. Um, Mark, go ahead and get uh, a one blue talk talk bonus.
2: Wow. Wow. Look at all those failures. what at all those yes. advantages. Quite quite bad. Four failures, five advantages. Uh, can I pass those advantages on to the next people who roll?
0: Uh, you want boosts? to pass on to, like, uh, since Velvet hasn't rolled yet on her check, are there are the yeah. next check after this? Uh, sure,
2: you... e- either on other people's perception checks or future rolls.
0: Sure, if you want to, uh, because you haven't rolled yet, uh, have you, no, you haven't rolled yet, uh, Velvet. If you no. want to get, what, like two
3: blue, I guess?
1: Uh sure. Uh unless Traj, do you have a higher perception than I do? I
3: just rolled two successes on my perception. Okay, so you got okay.
1: it. Okay. Uh sure, I'll roll. So my perception, two blue against two purple? Yes. Cool. All right. Well.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah. Only Traj uh Traj, you notice that in uh Mother Cora's living quarters or her, her hut that the movement in there is more than one person they're not alone and someone is moving towards kind of like about the lower my mouth is not working as they're moving about mother cora's uh living area i imagine it's like i don't know a 20 by 20 ish kind of hut so you can see that the green glowing energy is moving about as like someone who's walking back and forth inside of Mother Cora's uh, living
3: abode. Aaron, Sister Harris, let us approach silently. Something seems unusual about Mother Cora's magics. Something about this does not feel right. We should proceed with caution. Uh, how can all of these advantages aid us in approaching this hut? Um, I would
0: uh, let you add... I assume you're trying to do like a, a stealthy, sneaky kind of thing happening here. Um, I'll let you get some bonuses on however you decide to creep up, whether you creep up using your Force abilities, whether you creep up by... I don't know, swimming across the water, which I guess would be a survival check. Um, how are you how do, how are you getting from shoreline to Mother Cora's hut is I guess the question?
3: So I feel like we know from this last check that maybe something's kind of weird going on. Uh, um, yeah, I would say it, it seems atypical. Okay. I hate to do the D&D thing where are the just RPG thing where we're just constantly sneaking. But what do you all think? We have
2: not snuck
3: at all yet.
2: So yeah,
1: this would be yeah, our first sneak. I'm um, terrible at sneaking, but I am willing to try. Don't even
3: so, think I'm good at it. I'm not good at sneaking at all. <laughs> yeah.
2: Aaron has a yellow, but it's still only two dice. Um Good. What could? What else could we
3: do? I'm, I'm not, not good guess... at sneaking, but I am good at um, hiding things. Um, I mean, you guys have the three light side.
0: You could flip that and say there is a <laughs> boat that's there. You could say,
2: I think it would be less of a bridge, but more maybe stepping stones. Okay, I'm imagining that maybe this river is is very fast, and it takes coordination and skill to um, cross the stones. Okay. And maybe they're even only at the level of the river so that like there's water running over them and stuff. Uh, hmm.
0: well, I kind of like that idea that maybe you have to use your abilities to make them accessible, that they have their, We haven't really clearly defined what the the dreamers do, but maybe they use their ability to make the rocks more accessible so they can hop, jump, walk across. Yeah. So how would you guys use your abilities to either slow the water or the rocks more accessible?
2: Uh, so I'll flip a story, uh, a light side point so that the stones exist.
0: Okay. I like that.
2: Okay. Um, He keeps going back to it, but I think uh, Alter is the way that Aaron would try to assist. So the basic power allows you to spend lighter dark side points to make terrain uh, normal terrain instead of difficult
3: terrain. Okay. So could you almost like lower the difficulty for all of us?
2: potentially if i if i got the right dice or the force points force pips but i would have to it would be tricky so it only works within short range uh but i can keep it going so i'm 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 like thinking that as i'm going maybe the stones are rising like the one behind me and the one in front of Mm. me or would would rise up a little bit what do you think of that
0: I like that. I like, because I mean, we did it before where uh, Aaron and Traj were able to sort of combine user powers together. So I could see that you're using Alter to maybe raise or lift the stones. What ability would say that Traj or Anarchy would have? I know Anarchy, you have like Bind, right? That's one of your things. Yeah. So I could see. I
1: could use that to try to keep the rocks steady longer.
0: Okay. And then Traj, what do you, uh, I forget what you have for your force abilities as well.
3: Well, I, if I was going to roll to like jump across them, I'd use coordination, but if I was going to aid in our, uh, approach, I would use, um, misdirect to, in, I'm oh. not good at sneaking, but I'm good at making us, um, invisible. Okay. Uh, using misdirect although i can basically only do it to two of us with my current force power um but i could kind of make two of us sort of invisible okay so depending on how well we roll aaron's
2: altar can also hide aaron okay it would be it'll be interesting narratively how (laughs) but but that is something that can happen
0: all right so we need to have aaron is going to try to raise the stones or make them more accessible. Mm-hmm. Anarchy will hold them in place with bind, and Traj will supply some coverage with misdirect. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's let's see how this goes. So we'll just go step by step through the plan. Then. All
2: right. So with two light side points and ignoring that dark side. Um. Tr- Aaron uh, steps out onto these stones and as he steps on the second one he um, gets into this stance that uh, he and Traj have been practicing he sort of lowered himself down like uh, legs bent arms outward and he raises his hands up and the stones behind and in front of him raise as well um i
0: think i want to leave it at that and see how everyone else rolls okay before i conceal myself or not all right so aaron is kind of making the stones more accessible more out there uh velvet go ahead and roll for anarchy to use bind to make them as steady as possible hey Hey, that's that's good for you two dark sides so uh describe again we haven't used bind in As in game time, it's probably been months since we've talked about it. For us, it's only been a little while. But when was the last time, or what does Bind look like when Anarchy summons it or uses the ability?
1: It looks like that green smoke from the Icker congealing into tentacles. So Mm -hmm. I think for this one, it kind of looks like tentacles coming up out of the river and wrapping around the stones to hold them in place while we Mm -hmm. cross. Cool. An Icker Kraken. I dig it. All right. And then... mm -hmm. It cracking
0: <laughs> all right and then uh doug uh give us a misdirect to see how
3: hidden and covered everyone would be with your ability so if i have a force rating of two do i just roll two yep to the little
0: white pentagons mm-hmm. okay
3: all right is uh two enough for your ability i don't know how your ability reads spend a force to make the target at short range unperceivable to objects of silhouette or one or smaller until the beginning of the user's next turn the target cannot see or sense hidden person or object I also have range with that Mm -hmm. and I also have magnitude which adds plus two to uh, that Checks.
0: Okay, so yeah,
2: yeah. If, uh, every time it says spend in there, you have to spend a new one. So if it's one on your basic power, that's spending mm-hmm. one. And then if, you, if it's magnitude, spend one. Okay,
3: so oh, I sense? see. I see. Yes. Yeah. Wow, I actually never understood that until just now because <laughs> I never use force powers.
0: <laughs> it's not. A, yeah, I don't use a lot on our show either. This is all new for us, too. Okay, so what does that look like? What is uh, the misdirectability from
3: Traj? Is there hand motions? Is it just poof magic? What does it look like? Um, I think that there are some hand motions. Traj kind of crosses her arms and sweeps them to the side. And there's a little bit of steam that sizzles up around. I think Traj is hiding uh, Anarchy and herself. And the two of them kind of... Um, kind of sizzle like there's hot air in front of them and then voom, like vanish into thin air and Aaron has to hide himself as the three of them cross these rocks.
2: Aaron sees that Traj did not hide him and luckily I have uh, one force pip left over on my roll so Perfect. Um, he gets even further down He's, his knees are like uh, a 90 degree angle and um, he I think
1: Do you rely in the age old stealth technique of covering your own eyes because yes you can't see <laughs> yep. them, they can't see you
2: right that's right um, I think what he ends up doing is that so he's he's down like close to the water now And he allows uh, Anarchy and Trash to go first. And as they pass, he then pushes down the stone in front of him with such force Mm -hmm. that uh, it just, like, opens up a space below. Okay. So he he just, like, is ducking down under the space of this water with each one.
0: Oh, okay. I kind of dig it. And it's a lot right. of work. <laughs> and what, what makes this even better is that you're doing all of this with a two foot furry person on your back. No, it's, a, it's
3: <laughs> difficult.
0: <laughs> so, okay. So you, you should guys. just
2: take two strain.
0: <laughs> so, you guys get across and you are outside of Mother Cora's uh, living quarters, her little hut. Uh, the glowing is much brighter to you as you're closer. And it shifts and moves. And you could hear mumbling through the through this little wall. Um, what are their homes made of? They're by the water. Are they wood? Are they reeds? What would they be? I think, I
1: think they're probably reeds. It was like, yeah, yeah, wooden reeds. Probably the ones closer to the water are reeds. Okay.
0: So uh, let's say they're not super dense then, so you guys probably be able to hear just someone mumbling and muttering.
1: I can't remember. I
3: can't find it. I can't remember where it is. I need to remember. What could My they be looking for? My brain isn't working. Do we go in and ask or do we continue to listen?
1: Are the door are the windows like open or
0: um, yeah, I mean, I would assume that curtains aren't the biggest deal on Dathomir. I don't know if they have fabric like that, so they probably just open openings on the side, sure.
1: Anarchy will just poke her head and be like, what are you looking for?
0: So, Anarchy, as you poke your head over and you ask what are you looking for, you see uh, what looks to be kind of a, a shambling mass, A, in our terms, I'd say a zombie. But it looks like an undead night sister with their hand, kind of through the head of Mother Cora, but not like punching a hole through it. But their hand is inside of their head, and they're digging through her head like a kid trying to get the last cookie in the bottom of the cookie jar.
2: Like space and- frog and space toad trying to
0: get the last cookie. Yeah. Like yes. <laughs> like I forget which. I forget which one was going back. for the crispy bring. It- I was looking at my notes, like, which one was going for the cookie? Was it toad or frog?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, toad.
0: Yeah, so like space toad trying to get that last cookie, it's just digging through. And you ask what it's looking for, and it just turns its head towards you and says,
1: I can't remember.
3: I need to remember where I left my brains. Do you have my brains?
1: Is she just going to do that thing where she like puts her finger up and like <laughs> tucks back out? Is that, are, are zombies a thing here? Um, I don't know if I, I
0: would imagine that in a world that has force uh, ghosts... Asking and, oh, okay. I thought you were asking me as, as the narrator <laughs> of the
3: story. So sorry. We, using our magic, we have magics, we have the ability to reach the undead. But they are, but physical manifestations of our magics. The dead can never return physically.
1: As far as I am aware. That was physical and it's looking for brains. Traj uh, grabs the uh,
3: window and (laughs) (laughs) peeks up and
0: imagine it's like scooby-doo all three heads kind of go over yeah. at the same time all four yeah four, yes. all four. <laughs> yeah it's the three and then the little furry monkey yeah. face because you know he has
3: input mm-hmm. and this is mo- most disturbing
0: so it j- pulls its hand from mother Cora's head and you see just mother Cora just go limp to the ground and in what is probably an unsettling sound, you hear what sounds like 200 bodies just slumping to the ground all at the same time, all around you. And they're laying there still. And she turns and starts walking towards the three of you. And reaching from her back, she just a what looks like a rusted sword and steps through the wall and steps out to the landing where you are.
3: Do you have brains for
0: me? I'm afraid we don't have any brains to spare. (laughs) There's already one cell between. Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to help the show out, please spread the word on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Flight Risk Pod and
1: on Facebook. If you want to help us in a monetary fashion, you can head over to...